Hi everybody, it's Coach Jenny. I'm a wife, I'm a cyclist, I'm a hiker, traveler, an entrepreneur, a golden doodle mom, but most importantly, I'm an athlete who's visually impaired. So let's get started. Hello everybody and welcome back today to my podcast. I am excited because we are talking about the top 10 questions that were asked to me on Instagram and I'm going to give it to you guys on my podcast. These questions are all over the place and they really made me laugh. So I'm just going to spread the joy to you all. So let's get started. The first question was, what's on the top of my bucket list? Such a great question. As you guys know, I am a flamingo lover and I would love to go to Flamingo Beach in Aruba to hang out with the flamingos. Um, Yeah, supposedly you could just go to the beach, sit on a chair and the flamingos walk right up to you and you can kind of hang out with them. It is an awesome thing and I'm totally gonna do this. The animal side of me is like, oh my God, people are hurting the animals and feeding them inappropriate things and they're gonna die. But the other side of me is like, don't think about that. These animals are probably so used to people, which is probably bad. What are you gonna do? You just gotta let it go and enjoy nature that way. But I will definitely go to this Flamingo Beach in Aruba. All right. Number two, tell me about your dog. I swear my dog is more famous than I am, which is fine because she totally deserves it. My dog is a 12-year-old golden doodle. She's an F1 uh, golden doodle, and there's a whole ranking system with doodles. When um, golden doodles are born, it is a golden retriever and a poodle mix, and we are people who had to go to a breeder to get a dog. Unfortunately, my husband is allergic to the proteins in the dog's saliva. So um, before I met George, I had a Labrador retriever. She was amazing. Her name was Sierra, loved her. Um, She is no longer with us. But when she would lick George in the arms, or his legs, he would break out in hives. It was so weird. So we had to figure out what was going on with this. And we learned that there's a particular protein that he's allergic to. We took a whole bunch of tests online, surprisingly, that you can find out what dogs don't have this particular protein. And it came out to be a Weimaranger, a Beagle, and a Golden Doodle. Well, best friends of ours just got a Weimaranger, so we didn't want to get one of those. Our neighbor has a Beagle and it barks all the time and totally didn't want one of those. So a Golden Doodle was the cutest thing and it looked just like my Sierra. So a Doodle it was. When we went to go get our Golden Doodle, it was a process and a half. Buying a house is a lot easier than getting a golden doodle, and this was 12 years ago. Um, I think we were definitely one of the first in the country to get a golden doodle, and it was definitely very interesting. It was uh, background checks. It was personality checks. It was financial checks. It was five visits that were two hours away to meet with us. We had to meet with the dogs, meet with the breeders. It, it was intense. It was super intense, but uh, totally worth it. We have the best dog ever, and she really fits in with our family. So Tessa the Golden Doodle, she's actually right behind me as I'm doing this podcast. 
um, yeah, she's sprawled out on the floor, living life and living her dream. So definitely, if you're into a golden doodle, there are amazing golden doodles out there. Um, unfortunately, we did have to go to a breeder because if we went to a regular pet store, we weren't guaranteed that this protein was not in the dog. And George, I cannot have him blowing up as a allergy mess. Number three, what do you do for fun? Such a good question. Um, as you guys know, I'm very active and athletic, so we definitely like to hike, bike, and travel. Um, so uh, traveling is probably what we like to do for fun. During COVID, we missed about three or four vacations this year. Uh, one was supposed to be to uh, Yosemite and Yellowstone. We were supposed to go to Montana for Glacier National Park, Disney, which was kind of a bummer, and um, just getting out to California to visit some family. So usually we just travel all the time. It's so nice to travel. Um, George travels a lot for work, so it's kind of nice because he builds up all these points. So, you know, it's just nice to get out and about. So traveling is this kind of a way that we are enjoying life. So I love it. Um, let's see here. Number four, what is your most embarrassing story? Dear Lord, I have so many of them. So this is one of my ones that I can think of the top of my head. So one time down in Disney, um, we were in downtown Disney and I said to my husband, I'm like, babe, I got to pick a wedgie. I'm no, no lie. Like, needs to happen you all know that this happens he's like no problem I'll stand behind you so boom I'm gonna pick this wedgie and he totally does not stand behind me I go in and I pick a wedgie and no one was there and everybody saw it I was like oh George I hate you so much and everybody was laughing my parents were laughing George was like pointing I'm like you're an ass I hate you so I was so embarrassed but in retrospect, really, did I ever see those people again? No. So take a deep breath on that one. So I was super embarrassed for about an hour because I was like, oh, my God, George, I can't believe you did that. You're supposed to be my ride or die. And you like, let me die. I hate you. But, you know, it just kind of made me laugh. So I hopefully those people had a good laugh of the day. Um, another good question was, how did I get involved with classic cars? I grew up with classic cars with my dad. Um, my dad, when he got out of the Navy, bought a brand new 1964 Chevy Impala. And I remember it was like $3,800 because he still has the original like uh, sticker for the car. And he it was his pride and joy. And I remember as a little kid, we'd go to the beach and the pool and this car. I mean, the thing is huge. It's like driving a yacht. And we would work on it together and, you know, rotate the tires and change your oil. And my dad always took care of all the cars and he maintained them. I mean, obviously when we had to get inspected, you take it down to the mechanic, but we worked on all the cars together. It's something that he taught my brother. He taught myself like how to work on cars. So I always had this respect for cars. Cars is just not transportation. It's your personality. It's your way of life. And I am a little bougie about my cars. It's something that I grew up with. I have high expensive tastes in cars because that's the way it was taught in me and I always will. Um, I do, my everyday driver is a Cadillac and I love her. She is 12 years old now. Yeah, 12, 12. And um, 
I love her. I bought her um, super brand new. She had like nine miles on it. And you look at her now, she only has 70 miles on her and she looks brand new. She's a she and her name is Addison and I absolutely take care of her, love her. I do all the maintenance on her with my husband. My husband and I, we do have a plethora of cars. We actually have fleet insurance because we do go to a hot rod shows and we work on cars together. So it's just kind of fun having that kind of, uh, you know, fun hobby. Let's see here. Three things I can't live without. Well, obviously food, water, air, contact lenses, being visually impaired. But for me, it's my husband, George, because he, once again, is my ride or die. He is my yin to my yang. He makes me so angry, but I love him so much. It, he's just the number one for me. My technology, I am an Apple person. For you Android people out there, I get it. You don't like Apple. But um, I have an Apple Ready Home from the TV, the computers, iPads, iPhones, Apple Watch. I have it all because it's just easier for me to do this podcast on my phone and then transfer it right to my computer, my iPad, whatever. It's just super easy. And I love my technology. I love to tinker on it. I love to make things work. I should have been an engineer growing up and or a mechanic because I love just kind of tinkering with things. And the last thing is my my eyeglasses or my sunglasses. I have lots of sunglasses. I love my Oakleys and I have a few pair of Ray-Bans because taking care of my vision is obviously my number one <laughs> goal in life because since I am a one-eyed person with my visual impairment that taking care of my eyes is number one. So I like to have fun sunglasses. Um, sometimes George calls them my window panes because they're kind of big but mostly they are sporty kind of sunglasses. So yeah, so it'd be George Technology and my sunglasses. Let's see here. Uh, my favorite childhood memory. Oh, this is so fun. Um, going to Disney with my grandparents and my parents and my brother. So we would go to Disney every year. And I, you guys will hear that I am a Disney fan. I love going to Disney. I think it's because I am such a creative and vivid imaginary person that I love being in that world of an imagination. I love being a little kid, even though I'm 43. I just love how things work. So we would just go down to Disney all the time. My favorite character was Figment. He is a purple dragon. And my parents would buy me these little dragon stuffed animals. And I still have them all. I think I have about six of them. There's actually one here in my office. Super cute. But as an adult, I felt in love more with Olaf because I think we have more of the same personality. We're a little quirky, little weird, and um, say weird stuff all the time. And um, I really identify with Olaf, so. Um, so going to Disney is such a huge um, memory for me. And I like to go to Disney as an adult. George does not like Disney. So taking him to Disney is like pulling teeth. At so what I have to do is convince my friends to go to Disney. And they're like, sure, we'll take the kids. We'll go to Disney. And then George will be like, fine. <laughs> so it's just kind of fun how I have to like swindle him to go. But anybody wants to go to Disney, I'll meet you there. Just give me a shout and uh, I'll fly down. Obviously, when it's not COVID. Oh, let's see here. Um, how did you go from a full-time job into coaching? Ah, uh, super fun. 
I did work for a boutique uh, fitness studio. We were closed for three months. It was that point in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to work full time or take on this coaching thing full time. Well, I took the leap. Um, I'm flying through the air, building my wings as I'm flying. Sometimes I think I'm crashing, but it's all part of building a business and building a relationship with you over this podcast, over my Instagram. It's just being transparent and helping people build confidence in themselves, building empowerment, just helping them feel like the badass person they are. Why I got in the coaching is because I don't want people to live the same life that I lived. And when I say that, it's because so many times as a kid growing up and even through like young adulthood into like <laughs> even being an adult, people would tell me what to do and I'll be like, sure, I'll do it. I'll do it like a robot because I didn't have my own personality and I didn't have my own ways of doing things because I just followed other people's expectations. And finally in life where I was kind of like, why am I not doing things that I want to do? It was a revelation. And I want people to understand that you are your own person. You are your own beliefs, your own worth and values that you can't go off other people's expectations. Of course, people have expectations for you, but you still have your own worth and value. And that's what I love to teach my clients. I want them to understand that they are worth so much more than what people expect of them. That's why I got into coaching. I love it. It definitely gets to work my therapy side, my counseling side, and also puts my fitness side into it as well because I am an adaptive cyclist. All right, uh, number nine. Um, I'm trying to speed through these so this podcast isn't super long because I did it online on Instagram and it was like 45 minutes. So like, oh my gosh. Uh, number nine, what is it like to be visually impaired? So <laughs> I always flip that question around and, I'm being, and I ask people, well, what is it like to not be visually impaired? What is it like to see with both eyes? It's such a hard question to answer because I don't know what it's like having normal vision. So my vision is about 80% and my 80% is your 100%. So my 80% vision, it's because one eye doesn't work all that well and one eye is like super strong. So my 80% of vision is the best that I'll ever have. And I grew up like this. I don't know any better. I don't know any worse right now. This is my everyday life and this is this kind of what I deal with. I'm very blessed to have what I have. I'm very excited to live the way I live. I love it. I, I wouldn't change it. Sure, I would love not to be visually impaired, but you know what? My life has been such an up and down roller coaster. But on the other hand, I have met the most amazing individuals because of my visual impairment that I wouldn't want to give that up. And the last question, it says, what did you learn through COVID. Well, we're all still going through COVID right now. I think my biggest thing is my four R's, being resilient, rebuilding, restoring, and regaining. And that's my story. Um, I'm just being resilient about what we do during COVID. When we all had to shut down our careers for months, what do you do? Like, where? Do, how do you make money? What happens? 
It's mind blowing and rebuilding, rebuilding a career, rebuilding your life. We were stuck at home. You could barely go to the grocery store. Restoring my confidence, my restoring my confidence in, can I be a coach? Will people listen to me? Will people buy my programs? Will really understand what I'm out here to teach? And regaining, regaining my power back as a person. I am creating a new person. I am creating a new Jenny. And this Jenny is a coach. This Jenny is helping other people build a badass version of themselves. Because if I can do it, you can do it. Woo! That was the quickest top 10 I've ever done. That was like the express lane version. I hope you guys like this. I just kind of freeform this. I actually threw my questions in the garbage and I had to like (laughs) unroll it to uh, go over this with you. Have an amazing day. And as always, don't forget to embrace your inner badass. Talk to you next week.